You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. This is Sean Doyle, host of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast, your daily podcast dedicated to the Toronto Blue Jays. I also cover Canada's team at the site I founded, jaysfromthecouch.com, and I host Jays From The Couch Radio on iTunes and Google Play. I'm also the co-author of the Jays From The Couch Guide to the 2018 Toronto Blue Jays, which you can find on Amazon. Whether it's TV, radio, or in person, I'm always happy to talk Blue Jays, so hit me up on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. Welcome to Episode 10 of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. Ten episodes in, and I'm still excited to be branching out to the Locked On Network, part of FanRag Sports. I'll be with you for the entire 2018 season as we look to bring you great audio content every single day. Now, for episode 10 of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast, we're going to look at Kendris Morales and recently hit the DL, limped to the DL because he busted it down the line to first base. And we're going to look at the impact that has on the Toronto Blue Jays and whether or not uh, they can survive such a devastating blow to their roster. And to help me do that, I will be bringing in Jays from the Couch writer Stephen Brown. We'll break down the impact of the Kendris Morales news. Before we do that, though, I'd like to take the time to remind you that you can find all of the latest Locked on Blue Jays audio and written content on LockedOnBlueJays.com. The site's up and running. And it looks great, I have to say. I had nothing to do with it, but it looks very good. As well, we're also on iTunes and Google Play, so if you're an Apple user, head to the podcast, search Locked on Blue Jays, click subscribe, and while you're listening, go ahead and click on some stars. It'll make you feel good. It'll make us feel good. Everybody goes home happy. If you're an Android user, though, don't worry. You can head to Google Play, search Locked on Blue Jays, and click subscribe, and it is just that easy. All right. It's episode 10. Let's get locked on Blue Jays. To help me out, to help me handle my emotions of losing Kendris Morales to the disabled list, I've enlisted the help of jaysfromthecouch.com writer Stephen Brown. Welcome to the Locked on Blue Jays podcast. You know what, Sean? I just want to start the show off by saying that I don't really care very much about your feelings. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right, then. All right, then. Well, it, but it just so happens that... See, this is like the new breed of sports coverage, right? The new, quote-unquote, millennial types. And I don't even know if you're old enough to be a millennial. Uh, but <laughs> this is like, it's all about you. So, Stephen, we'll, we'll start with you to make you happy. <laughs> um, I Yeah, anyways, I don't even think I can remember the millennium when it turned to year 2000 it was that long ago for me uh 18 years in fact i won't tell you how old i was because i think i was i'm i was older then than you are now when it turned the the year 2000 so that actually that pretty close yeah that feeling actually hurts me more than any toronto blue jays news but let's get into this here since we're going to make this all about you what is it what was your reaction to Kendris Morales going on the disabled list? Because I don't know if you got to see it. It doesn't really matter because I'll, I'll describe it for you. Kendris Morales legging it out <laughs> to first base, sprinting. And I will be honest, when they did the replay, I was actually impressed with how quickly the man seemed to be moving. Um, he's kind of like the uh, the Queen Mary, like the uh, uh, 
a cruise ship in the harbor. You know, underneath the water, things are moving quickly, <laughs> but he takes forever to get there. Anyway, he came up a little limp. The pitch later, he actually asked for the trainers to come out. Uh, they went out, talked to him, and he was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll stay in the game. Uh, I'm not sure what that was about because if, if, if a player calls the training staff out, you, you just come out of the game. Anyway, next batter. He has to boot it to second, and it was the slowest I've ever seen Kendris Morales run, which is, you know, saying something, um, because he was hurt. Turns out, grade one hammy strain, and he's hit the DL. So, that's the description of what we're looking at here. Stephen Brown, what were your feelings about this news? My feelings, ooh, um, because my my feelings are really the only ones that matter on on this show right now. Um, I thought, I was really impressed, um, like you were too. I saw Kendris Morales, I watched the replay, I saw him booking it up the line, and I was thinking to myself, boy, he's running faster down that first baseline than he did to the Blue Jays' hotel room when he was offered that three-year contract. And then... Afterwards, I see him running to second base, and it's like, boy, he looks a lot like me after Thanksgiving dinner. I really hope he's okay. And because I had the privilege to go to um, three or four Jays games so far, and I was at the uh, one-run loss to the Chicago White Sox where he had a couple of hits in that game. I think he had one or two, and he came in off the bench, I believe. Um, And... Kendrick Morales was really starting to heat up. I thought he had a couple of hits. And then in the Texas series, um, he was really coming into his own where he had the home run or two. Um, just just the one home run. But I think when it comes to Kendrick Morales and your feelings about him and him hitting the DL, I, I really think you got to throw all that stuff about his contract out the window um look he's here um let's let's just try to make the most of it mm-hmm. okay look i know we saw edwin booking it around the bases for that inside the park home run on opening um weekend but that's 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 not our reality right now and sometimes people have a hard time letting go but i think if you just if you let go of edwin I think you'll have an easier time appreciating Kendris Morales for what he does well. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear. I'm going to make this very clear as far as how I feel about Kendris Morales. I don't really actually care about the money because a lot of people do. You know that it's uh, too much money for what he brings to the table. Look, the Toronto Blue Jays were in a pickle. They offered Edwin Encarnacion more money, and he said no. What are you going to do? Please, Edwin, please, Edwin, please, Edwin. No, you're going to move on because he did. So they went and got the next best thing in their mind. They, th- they got somebody they thought would be effective in the AL East. Power, whatever, whatever. Switch hitter, great. Okay, sign him, whatever it takes. Do it. You have your DH. Okay, cool. So the money doesn't bother me. But what bothers me is the, we saw it last year, the limitations that having Kendris Morales in the lineup causes. It takes up a, a spot in the lineup that you can't use for anybody else because putting him in, in for, at first base, they tried it at the beginning of last season until they really believed in Justin Smoke, um, and then they just stopped. 
which means Justin Smoke plays first base every day, which means Kendris Morales is in the DH spot, which means nobody else can use it. And what are they going to? What were they going to do? Bench him? No. So it limited uh, a spot in the roster that could be used differently. Could be used for flexibility and all of that stuff, versatility. Um, and you, you look across baseball, the days of the David Ortiz. Um, well, even Kendris Morales, he's the last of a dying breed of the DH only kind of players. I think it's going to, you're going to see teams will be using this to their advantage, resting guys, giving guys days off, uh, getting mat- better matchups in, whatever, whatever. Um, and then having players who can play multiple positions, which Kendris Morales can't even play one, really. So for me, <laughs> the issue is Kendris Morales, the uh, roster clogger. Uh, And then, of course, the base running and all of that stuff. Now, let's be fair to Kendris Morales. It was cold in Baltimore, and he tried running. Anybody could have been hurt, right? So this isn't uh, he's out of shape or whatever, whatever. He is who he is, and he runs how he runs. I'm not, you know, he probably, if we were to race, he runs faster than I do. So I'm not going to hate on him for that. But I think for me, the hate comes in the fact that what he how he limits the Blue Jays roster I think that's the best way to say it no yeah no, just just to put it out there I think I could beat Kendris Morales in a race um but that's that's another story funny video whatever for another day um and I just want to make it clear right now I am not a Kendris Morales um supporter I'm not pro Kendris Morales I understand the drawbacks um, that he has and how he limits the Blue Jays with their flexibility. But I think just chalking it up to like he's this useless guy that mm. uh, he's not good at anything is is it, it, it's not it's not correct. there there is one thing that Kendris Morales does well, and I think I'm just trying to make the best of this situation mm-hmm. right now. And he does mash left-handed pitching that is one thing that he he does unequivocally better than dare i say anyone on the toronto blue jays um since the start of 2016 his weighted runs created uh plus is 156 against um left-handed pitching and if you don't like that stat he's got a 962 ops against left-handed pitchers um, in that time frame. So I think um, sometimes it's about your strengths rather than your weaknesses. I do understand that they want to give Devin Travis more days off. They do want to give Russell Martin more days off. And Kendris Morales is a roadblock um, in in that. But he, he's here. He's on the roster. Let's just try to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is right now is he's not on the roster, right? He's on the DL. And right. in my mind, and I've already written this uh, at LockedOnBlueJays.com, uh, the, I think it actually helps the Toronto Blue Jays that he's on the DL right now. Uh, the way the roster looks right now, it actually helps because it opens up that DH spot for Jan Jervis Solarte. Uh, if we've seen uh, Josh Donaldson need the DH spot because of his shoulder, if they want to give Devin Travis, if his bat ever comes around again, um, they want to give him the DH spot to kind of keep his bat in the lineup but still give him rest. Um, Steve Pierce, 
there's a bunch of players that they have now on their roster that could use that DH spot could be used in strategic ways. And I know that sounds amusing strategic when talking about John Gibbons, but it's an interesting <laughs> kind of development where if you're going to have somebody hurt and, you know, if the Toronto Blue Jays had to pick one guy to be hurt, it might actually be Kendris Morales. It might, it might. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and throw this curveball into this um, conversation. This is a Clayton Kershaw curveball. Uh-oh. What happens when Troy Tulowitzki comes back? What do you do with Kendris Morales then? Now, see, that's a very, very interesting uh, part of the conversation. And in the back of my mind, I was actually thinking that as well. What do you do? Well, I, I think, first of all, Gift and Gope is gone uh, because there's, mm-hmm. there's just nowhere for him. But I think you still cycle through. Uh, we saw what we, when Kendris Morales came out of the game, um, Josh Donaldson slid over to first, Justin smoked to DH. Um, there is still movement to be done, but does that mean less DH time for Kendris Morales? Well, Tulo's going to need more time than I think he's, like, the, the six to eight weeks, whenever that started, uh, I've lost count um, already. Whenever that starts, he's going to need a bit more time to become, you know, game ready um, and even producing, hopefully he can produce, right. you know, the way he, we're used to. So it's going to be something that we don't answer until, like, you know, June, maybe, middle of June, maybe. But it is a very interesting situation for John Gibbons because what do you do? You have an $11 million DH uh, and then you have a twenty million dollar shortstop who you know Fabergé shortstop. What do you do? So I guess I'll turn that back on to you. What would you do? Oh my God! It's like you're pointing a loaded shotgun at me right now. <laughs> um, I I really don't know what you do. I mean, look, there's a lot of um, good things that this regime has done. The Kendris Morales. Um, acquisition is is not one of them. I really, I really do like what Shapiro and Adkins have done um, with finding guys like um, Solarte, like Diaz, um, guys that um, really work in the bullpen on cheap deals. They're really filling out the roster, but that contract really does throw a hinge into things. And, and then you say like, Oh, oh my God, what's behind that door? And you open up that door and there's Troy Tulowitzki standing there and you're like, well, shit. I, I, I don't know if I can say that on this podcast, but well, you have now <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's really my answer. When Troy Tulowitzki walks through that door, it's, it's, it's like, Oh, Oh no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a big problem. And, I, I don't really know what they're doing or what they're going to do. No, exactly. With that, because the, the thing is, when you have Gift and Gope on the roster, you know, you can John McDonald, Gift and Gope, you, you, you can not play him for 25, for, for 20, 30 games in a row. Nobody's going to ask you any questions about him. But when you have Troy Tulowitzki and Kendris Morales, you know, you're paying these guys a lot of money, those questions are going to come up. And, I think the media is not going to be happy with uh, John Gibbons' responses, if if he even says anything. Oh, man. We could just picture what those responses would be. Like, <laughs> man, I can't wait for that. And then and then Troy Tulowitzki will, will come back, and he'll hit a walk-off home run, and John Gibbons will tell the media to suck on that one like he did um, in 
in 2016. Yeah. You know, uh, that's that's just how things work. Sometimes you worry about things and then they work out in the best case scenario. Um, yeah. Obviously, the best case scenario um, isn't a very likely one. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I don't... Uh... And maybe you know what? Maybe as things go on, somebody else will get hurt. Not to not that you, you want to see that happen, but you kind of expect it with this Toronto Blue Jays team. So, but for right now, the team it's actually able to you know kind of lose their DH and be just fine given the pieces that they have had. So you know, hats off to the front office for putting together a roster in that manner. Um, now, if anybody else goes down or whatever, then it's going to start looking pr- rather shaky, I think. But for right now, as it is right now, the Toronto Blue Jays, without Kendris Morales, first of all, aren't that in bad, aren't in rough shape, and second of all, may actually be in better shape given the roster flexibility that it provides. Um, but, you know, of course, we'll say that, and then they'll go on a losing streak, lose 10 in a row, and we'll call it the Kendris Morales effect. But uh, until that happens, <laughs> we're going to stick with, with, with our, our narrative. All right, that brings us to the end of episode 10 of Locked on Blue Jays podcast. Stephen, I want to say thank you, sir, for coming on here and talking reasonable logic about Kendris Morales. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. I also just want to remind you one more time that I do not care about your feelings. <laughs> well, fine. Um, I was going to tell you how much it meant to me that you took your evening to spend with me, but now I don't care. Um, <laughs> and uh, not that I care and not that I feel one way or, or or another about it, but let everybody know how they can follow you on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is DTSB underscore 98. That stands for downtown Stephen Brown, because I'm always around, you know, um, I'm also around your, um, local beer league softball games, you know, I'm throwing guys out from the outfield, chugging along the bases, hitting home runs, stuff like that, you know, fun things, jeering you from the side, sidelines. boy. Make sure you do some stretches. You won't, won't, won't want a grade one hammy strain. Um, as well, you can find Stephen on jaysfromthecouch.com as uh, you will also find me. Make sure you head on over to lockedonbluejays.com. Check out our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We're everywhere. Locked on Blue Jays is expanding and we're super excited. So for all of us, this is Sean Doyle hoping life gives you a juicy fastball down the middle and you don't miss it. Take care. Take care.